Welcome to Veteran Voices, a podcast dedicated to giving a voice to those that have served in the United States Armed Forces. On this series, jointly presented by Supply Chain Now and Vets2 Industry, we sit down with a wide variety of veterans and veteran advocates to gain their insights, perspective, and stories from serving. We talk with many individuals about their challenging transition from active duty to the private sector, and we discuss some of the most vital issues facing veterans today. Join us for this episode of Veteran Voices. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Scott Luton, Mary-Kate Saliva, and Marina Rabinick here with you on a special joint edition of Supply Chain Now and Veteran Voices. So welcome to today's show. Mary-Kate, how you doing? Great, Scott. How are you doing? Happy Friday. To you as well. What an incredible week. Marina, how are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing wonderful and happy Friday and happy weekend, everybody. <laughs> happy all of it to all of you. It's kind of how we want all to start. All the things. All the things. Thank you, Marina. Wait, well, hey, I am tickled. Our team is tickled. Y'all both are back with us. You know, it seems like it was just yesterday. And we were doing the Veterans Day episode, right? Where me and you and all three of us and Zach joined us. But today, we get to focus on the two of you. And of course, we're big admirers of all that y'all do. So Mary-Kate Saliva and Marina Rabinick, welcome, welcome, welcome. And to all the other folks out there, get ready. We want to hear from you as we work through this conversation. We're going to be talking about their veteran journeys, Marina and Mary-Kate's veteran journey. We're going to be talking about National Women's History Month. We're going to be talking about, of course, Season 4 Veteran Voices and a whole lot more. Marina, you ready to go? You know I'm always ready. Always ready. Always ready. You always and Mary-Kate. Always ready. Oh, oh, isn't that what you usually say for P2, right? <laughs> I, you I know, think it's been, always a, ready. It's, it's been a while <laughs> since my PT days, and I, and I ain't complaining. Did I do that in the Army, Mary-Kate? <laughs> Mary-Kate, the, the, how did PT go in the Army? It was no pep talk. No, no pep talk ahead of time. It just got through. It was a for it. Well, if our listeners can't tell, we're going to have a blast here. So, quick programming note. So, the the video replay of today's special episode you can find over at Supply Chain Now, and the audio replay. So in fact, some folks may be tuned in right now, listening to the audio replay on the Veteran Voices podcast, which is now in season four. Okay, and Gloria Mar. Great to have you back with us here today. I've enjoyed your remarks and previous streams. So looking forward to hearing your take here today. And Marina, I love how you can do se- do 17 things at once. So keep up the great work. All right. So where are we starting today? I think we want to start. We've had the good fortune of having Mary-Kate, of course, who hosts Better Voices, and Marina, who's been a great guest on several occasions. Many of y'all may know, be familiar with their, their military journeys, but just I want to refresh because we forget things quickly here. So, Mary-Kate, let's start with you. In a nutshell, tell us what you did in the Army and, and some things that folks should know about your, your time in active duty. I know you're still in the Guard, right? Is that right, Mary-Kate? Oh, gosh, no. Scott, I'm just kidding. The Reserves. I'm in the... Reserves. It's okay. Not the same, but it's okay. Not the Air same. Force, Scott, Scott's Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> you just default to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, thank you so much, Scott. Honestly, I'm just super pumped up about this next new season of Veteran Voices. And of course, I had to bring Marina, longtime veteran sister. And it took us so long, actually, for Marina and I to even meet in person. But we were both transitioning off to active duty the same time. I transitioned off the 
Alpha Vacta duty in 2021, right in the middle of the pandemic. I was an army medic and then I went to selection, picked up to be a psychological operations soldier. So ended up down at Fort Bragg at some point during my transition. And that's where I met Marina. So quick, like 10 second nutshell. It's been a whirlwind of an experience for my, my army career, but my army experiences and the network that I gained during that time, volunteering, especially while I was still wearing the uniform, has helped launch me once I hung up that uniform to continue to, to continue serving. Even though I got one foot in, one foot out, I feel like I'm doing so much more now. Oh, undoubtedly. And you know, my, so my dad was in the National Guard for over 30 years. So if I ever say National <laughs> Guard and mean National Reserve or the Reserve, that's why. That is why. Mary Kate, you have been on the reserve side for how long? Gosh, going on two years now. Two years now. Okay. You see, that's um, how I've known Marinas. <laughs> so, it, and I'm Marina, not. I want to pick back up there. So, it took you a little, little while to get connected, but you were with the United States Navy, I believe, right? So, tell us more. Yeah. <laughs> Go Navy, beat Army. Yes. Yeah, so, I did, I did 24 in the Navy. And yeah, Mary Kate and I got out around the same time. I just hit my two-year retire anniversary. that's a word, okay. back on March 1st. So what, like a couple weeks ago, not even. And yeah, I was doing sonar technician things for about 18 of those 24 years. And then the last six years, I started doing equal opportunity, diversity and inclusion type work, mm. which, which led me to the nonprofit work that I do now. And... Yeah. And yes, we did get to meet finally in DC and and go hang out. And it was amazing. I got to hug Mary Kate like 11 billion times, which <laughs> that's like the most amazing thing in the world. So uh, Marina and Mary yes. Kate, so when did y'all meet? How long? Was it about two years ago? If no, I last year? Last year. We went in person. Oh, we went in person. Yeah. This is last year, yeah. Because you know, I remember it was sunny and we were at the National Harbor, so like Ferris yep. wheel, sunset, beautiful, beautiful, time. like Man. a romantic like walk on the beach kind of thing. Okay. What, <laughs> so what event in DC, Marina? What what where did y'all meet? Was it an event? A big show? What was it? Oh no, I was so I was flying out. To the East Coast to meet up with. So not only do I, as you can see underneath MWC, right? Yep. Not only do I have my own nonprofit, but I also work for one too. <laughs> and so I was going out to the East to meet up with that whole crew because, yep. you know, we were all remote and we were going to be meeting up in Atlantic City. But before I went out there, I was like, hey, you know what? I need to you know, see all my people. So I went to DC and then went to do the stuff with, you know, in Atlantic City. And then I went to Philly and, you know, I just did some kind of East Coast traveling. Marina, there was, there was a right there. answer to this question. The right answer was that you came all the way from California just only to see, to see Mary Kay. That was the right answer you could have given. I don't know this long roundabout story. <laughs> well, what a, what a- <laughs> it sounded like one heck of a trip. D.C., Atlantic City, oh, Philadelphia. Y'all got she's that? Yeah. Celebrity. No kidding. Celebrity here. Well, we are on the Atlanta chair of both the Mary Kate Saliva and Marina Rabinick fan club. So uh, we really admire what y'all do. And we're going to be talking about more about your nonprofits and all the great work you're doing there towards the second half of the show. But let's do this. 
we got lots to celebrate. You know, beyond us getting back together again and, and checking in on what y'all got going on and all the great work you're doing, season four of Veteran Voices has launched. Mary Kate, you've been doing excellent work. And, and you know, we launched with the first episode of season four was this Lifting as He Climbs featuring Iron Mike Stedman. I think I got that right. A Marine yes. Corps veteran. So, Mary Kate, that's a two part question here. And then we'll get Marina to chime in too. If you could, Give us your favorite part of maybe this conversation with Mike, and then maybe share some things that, that folks can expect from season four of Veteran Voices. Yes. Yeah, so season four, I really admire Iron Mike Simmons so much. I mean, he's a three-time national boxing champion, naval cabin grad, Marine Corps officer, combat veteran. Amongst his many hats that he's wearing, he continues to serve beyond the uniform which is what I love about Veteran Voices, amplifying the voices of veterans like Iron Mike. We are also both in the Hoover Fellowship, Hoover Veteran Fellowship Program together, which quick shout out, applications in March 27th for that. But the fact that Mike and I were able to do that together, I really got to see him shine and really see what he's doing with, for the inner city kids in New York, New Jersey, through Iron, Ironbound Academy, Ironbound Boxing. So you can check him out. And I mean, he's also podcast, Vetrepreneur, doing great things. So you get to, what I love about the episode is the fact of like, Mike comes from humble beginnings. It wasn't something that was handed to him on a silver platter. He really worked his tail off and he continues to work his tail off to just be out there and to make it happen. He finds a way to be innovative with having not much of anything and he can make, take something a, a little and make it something great. And that's why I think you can get a lot of value from, from Iron Mike is just learning how to turn something great when you've got just limited resources and he's making it happen. So for Veteran Voices as a whole, just super hey, excited. Mary about Kate, can I, can, I, can I interrupt mm-hmm. you just for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Because just in how you teed that up, I'm ready to run through the wall behind me. And, and folks, <laughs> y'all got to go check out that interview that Mary Kate and Iron Mike had. But Marina, before Mary Kate moves in to kind of share some other things about season four, I think you know Iron Mike as well. What's, I mean, does it get you ready to run through walls too? Tell us. Oh, no, he's, I mean, I put it in the, in the, in the LinkedIn chat. Like you said, I, I multitask. So yeah, <laughs> he, he's the bomb and he, yes. he, he's, he's amazing. Like all the things he does to give back to, mm. to the military community is, is amazing. And I am just, you know, these two, Mary Kate, and, and Mike have made me want to apply for the program. And so I'm putting my application. Hopefully, you know, maybe there's someone on this live stream that might want to be a recommender, but I'm just... And, and Mike's book, you know, I just had, that was something we oh, mentioned yeah. in, his, in his episode as well, yeah. is he, he, he wrote a book, like on top of everything else that he does, on top of being the Hoover Veteran Fellowship Program, he published his book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, Validate Your Business Model, Build Your Brand, and Step Into Greatness. So again, he's just vulnerable. He talks about his failures, which I think is so important because not everybody does that and is open book, but Mike is, yeah. and it's just incredible. So one last question, then we'll get back to season four, but you, yeah. you all both have referenced, Mary-Kate, the, Hoover, the Hoover program. Can you just in a nutshell tell us what that is, Mary-Kate? Yes. So the Hoover Veteran Fellowship Program is a non-resident program started by former Secretary of State Dr. Connelly Rice. I was part of her inaugural cohort as along with Iron Mike, and there were 10 of us total, 10 veterans. So this program is open to veterans. And like I said, it's non-resident, and it's an opportunity for you to amplify 
issues, policies, the grassroots level that you are passionate about promoting. And, and I just say to just put yourself out there to my list, enlisted brothers and sisters to make sure you apply. Don't self-select out of this opportunity just because you think it's for officers. It's not just for officers as much as I love them too, but you know, it is for our veteran community and you all are out there just crushing it and take this opportunity to have folks like General Mattis, General McMaster, Neil Ferguson, Ayon Hirsi Ali, all these big names that you see on the TV are now sitting across the table from you talking to you real talk about the issues that you care about. Mm. I mean, you can't beat this incredible experience and, and my peers have pushed me to another level. So y'all check that out. Marina is applying, as she mentioned. Folks, you should all get out there and apply and add to your experience. Now, I know we're just a jam-packed episode, so many things to talk about. And, uh, <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> Mary, uh, Mary Kate, tell us now. So Iron Mike, is a big part. I think he was kickoff episode of season four. What else can folks expect? And then we're going to talk about a special episode where the two of y'all got together. So Mary-Kate, tell us what is to come with season four. Oh, yeah. So season four, we have some just great episodes teed up with, you know, like Catherine Martinez, for example, just really, you know, student veteran of the year with Student Veterans America. Just the, the caliber of people that I'm finding, you know, like Brian Russell, career Marine, He's out there helping the next generation through cycling, bicycles. It just really incredible, incredible. Um, and, you know, David Trenholm, another superstar, Bank America, just like out there getting it, advice, just giving back so much of his time. But again, all these veterans are continuing, whether they retired and did a full career in their military or whether they got out before retirement, they did not end their service after they hung up their uniform, they're continuing to serve in, at the grassroots level in their communities. And they're just putting themselves, making their vulner themselves vulnerable to the issues that they experience. And what I love about Veteran Voices, Scott, where you teed it up, was talking about where they grew up. How often do we really get a chance to amplify like where we came from? And I think mm -hmm. that's so important as we move forward in life is to just remember those mentors and those moments, those golden nuggets of wisdom that we learned at such a young age and, you know, what would we tell young Mary Kay? What would young Scott, you know, what would you tell young Scott now, like 10-year-old Scott or Marina telling 15-year-old Marina about the life that you're about to lead? And I think that starting each episode with that is just amazing. Plus, we pump everybody up with some motivational quotes. That's <laughs> so, right. That's right. Well, you know, this is, this, this, <laughs> this is what five-year-old Scott. Stop it. Stop that. Stop that right now. <laughs> well, you got um, minis too, Scott. You got, you got your little minis already. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, let's do this. So clearly, folks, a lot's in store for season four. This, this has been a project of passion for so many here. Really appreciate Mary-Kate's leadership for the last uh, season and a half, I guess we'll call it. So you can find Veteran Voices wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, we're very proud to partner not just with Mary-Kate and Guam Human Rights Initiative, but also with Marina and the Military Women's Collective. And we're going to talk more about their special missions here in a minute. But... This was a good, this, this is one of, the, one of the highlights, I think, of season three. I'm going to pull this little image up here. Was Marina Rabinick sitting in the chair being a featured guest. A woman's place is in the military. So talk to us, Mary-Kate. Let's start with you, Mary-Kate. And then, Marina, I'll get you to reflect on it. Tell me, Mary-Kate, about your favorite part of this conversation with Marina. Oh, gosh. Can I say that with this episode, I was just so empowered by how vulnerable you were. See, I became, Marina, you're sitting right here. So, I, you know, 
just amazed at just how vulnerable you made yourself during that episode. We had so many laughs. I heard from another a listener that they loved your voice impersonations. You know, like you're you're really good at <laughs> oh changing your voice. You turn on the French accent, and you know Marina speaks fluent French, so she just turns it on. And what I just but then we you know we started off fun and light, then we went deep and we went heavy and talking yeah. about like real veteran issues that are happening and just what started what led you to start military women's collective was some was a story that i had not heard and you shared it in the moment in real time on that episode and it moved my soul like i was just so just love you so much and it just yeah just I mean, I could feel everything. You just poured your heart and soul into that episode. And I was so honored that you were willing to share that with me and share that with our listeners. And at such a moment in time, that was not easy to to dig back up that memory. And you, you did it for the sake of just sharing with everybody in the world about how Military Women's Collective, why it's so important, why it exists. So Scott, just love that. And I, I, I won't do the spoilers because I want people to go in there and listen. So I won't give them too much detail. Well, I appreciate that. And folks, we got, we're dropping the link to, to check out that conversation. But Marina, you know, I remember when that came out, the, the comments were effusive as we were, we were sharing that because I think it resonated with so many people. So Marina, you know, looking back now, not just in that episode, but what y'all talked about, part of who you are, what really, what, what, what's something maybe folks should take away or your favorite part from that conversation perhaps? Oh, wow. Yeah. My, my favorite part of that conversation was sharing that story. Like she said, I, it was basically the origin story of, of why I wanted to start Military Women's Collective. Because I, I, I felt like, and, I, and I've said this, and, and, and I don't want anyone to be like offended or anything, but you know, the military and honestly, corporate America were started by white men for white men and so everyone else that is coming into the military is technically at a, I don't want to say at a disadvantage, but they're a minority, really. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we really got into why women should be in the military and are a, a great, you know, that it's, that it's amazing that we are, have been able to serve now since, what, June 12th of 1948, Women Veterans Day. So... Yeah, it's it's it, it was such a powerful, like she said, it was so powerful. And you know, obviously, we had bunches of giggles because that's what all her and I do all the time. But but we really got deep into the origin of of MWC is. So yeah, that was that was definitely it. Well, I want to be very respectful, of course, and I don't want you to you know share what's on your heart and all. And we'll talk more about the mil- military women's collective in a second. But but you're right. You know, I think the latest numbers I saw, I think ninety percent of the military's male. And, you know, I don't know what further breakdowns from that, but I can only imagine what it's like being in the uniform on the other side, so to speak. But I'll tell you, in my experience in the Air Force, don't don't chuckle, but hey, we do with everything with humor, right? Uh, <clears throat> Sergeant Vicky Vasquez, the pride of, of New York, I think Brooklyn in particular, back in the mid-90s when I was at Shaw Air Force Base, had an impact on me that I'll never forget, shaped, shaped who I am. So, and, and she may or may not know that. So I can only imagine the people, Mary Kate and Marina, y'all both impacted, whether it was when you were, you know, back on active duty or whether it's what you're doing now. But Marina, what, what's one thing when you think of 
just kind of what you were talking, some of the things that, that y'all have to persevere through. What's one thing that might surprise some folks about the, the female experience in the military? Oh, wow. That's a good question. That we all have a voice. I think a lot of women, no, I don't want to generalize too much, but you know, I, I, I feel like we need to stand up for ourselves more, advocate for ourselves more. Not only, you know, in the workplace, but also medically as well. There, there's such, there, there's such a huge need for that, not only in the military, but also in the VA. I mean, there's, that is, that is definitely something that I am, am wanting to do more advocating for is, is more bills in the Senate and bills in Congress, you know, working, working with, the Congress and you know congressmen and, and Senate and representatives and stuff in here in California to yep. to make sure that we're we're pushing forward all these because it's it's just different for us you know sure we don't have the the good old boy you know group thing that with the women I mean I don't know it's just it, it's just a different it's different for us getting out. We want different things than than y'all a lot of times, you know. Yeah. One thing, well, I'll tell you what, Mary Kate, let me get you to chime in, and we're we're going to move forward. But Marina, one thing I'm certainly hearing is, is you know, I heard uh, a friend of mine, Gail, put on LinkedIn today that uh, she was paraphrasing a lead singer at a concert, said, hmm. and, and said, I, I've got a lot of hope because I see, despite the challenging times we're in, I see a lot better times ahead, oh, and yeah. and that's kind of what I'm hearing from you, Marina. We, we've Absolutely. had a, come a long way. Right, but we haven't come all the way, and we still, to yes. your point, we still got to drive a lot more change so that uh, it works for everybody. Mary Kate, what would you add to that? And then, of course, we'll point people to the episode so folks can hear it with all the context. Mary Kate, what would you add though? I, I was just thinking back off of what Rena was saying with regards to just knowing that as women in service, that we can step up to also take the load, the load off. I think. And I have just such a, a clear example in my head of of when this happened. But when I was in selection to hopefully get picked up as a soft soldier, I ended up getting stuck carrying a bucket of sand, right? So like uh, the other guys on my team, I was the only female on my team and the other men on my team were carrying like the logs, the big heavy things. Yeah. And I got stuck with the bucket of sand and I was like, let me help, you know, because the bucket of sand wasn't as painful as what they were carrying. And I could see them getting tired after we're going for this unknown distance. And sure enough, like when one of the the guys, after they were getting muscle failure, he's like, I, you know, I kept offering, let me take some of the load. Let me take some of the load. And they wouldn't let me take it. And finally, one of the guys said, she can do it if we just show her how. Yeah. And he doesn't even remember saying that to me, but I literally had told him after we ended up getting selected that I was like, that was such a profound moment because you know, I, I didn't know necessarily how to push it in the way that they were doing it, but it's like watching them do it. I knew I could do it, but I didn't want to like elbow my way in there. You know, there was part of me that was stopping myself from just like taking the back seat. But I think, and it's important that we do have male allies in service as well. It's Absolutely. not like we're saying they're all bad, but we have male allies as well. And, and a brother to my left and right that have definitely mentored and helped me along the way. So I think it's just important to know that we, we have a seat at the table and to just not be afraid to, to carry that, share that load. I love that. All right. So I'm really appreciate what y'all are sharing here and with a lot of transparency and, and frankness. 
All right. So both of you are, it's a great segue too, because what, one of the things I want to ask you both is, you know, whether you're a veteran, no matter when you served or if you've never served, you know, we need allies there as well. Military, you know, veteran advocates, really important. We all have blind spots, right? We all have blind spots and, and there's plenty we all don't know. And what is one, with that said, Marino, circling back to you, what is one issue impacting the veteran community that you think more folks should know about? Oh, yes. So it's actually one of the, the main things that I focus on with Military Women's Collective and that uh, food insecurity and homelessness in the veteran community and even more, you know, spotlighted is the women veteran community, especially here in California. I mean, the bigger states like California, Texas, Florida, it's, it's, a, it's a big problem. And, you know, I'm, I'm partnering with other nonprofits here in my area in Southern California to try and, and help remedy, you know, and, and fight homelessness and, and, and hunger. Mm. You know, we did a point in time survey a couple of years back. So Vetlana here in Atlanta, wonderful veteran, they call it a club. They don't want your money. It's not a, it's not a society. It's not a, it is there to help veterans network and, and find ways to serve and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we did, we volunteered for this point in time and, and uh, middle of the night was our shift, Marina and Mary Kate and, and throughout Atlanta. I think we did like the 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. shift. And we'd go out on the streets, our group, and we'd meet folks living on the streets and we try to gather information which would all pull back up into this this national study so so we could get a better more accurate so the powers that be can get a better more accurate view of the homeless uh, challenge that we all have that marina you're speaking to yep. i'm telling you if you want an experience that will change your life and your especially your misperception i had them about what makes up our homeless population find google point in time audit point in time survey and volunteer to do that. So Mary Kate, get you to chime in here. Marina is on a mission, whether it's homelessness, food insecurity, you know, that's impacting our veteran community and probably some other, plenty of other, you know, mentorship, some other things. What do you think, Mary Kate? What's one issue beyond that, perhaps, that folks should know about that's that's impacting the veteran community? Yeah, the sense of purpose for veterans in that transition piece is something that I just think collectively is when we help service members with the transition, I also think we're sort of indirectly helping them tackle the homelessness, the veteran suicide, and the other things that are impacting veterans in a negative way. Uh, because that transition piece is so important in them being able to find their sense of purpose, finding their why, finding them employment. And, and there's still very much that stigma that still surrounds veterans when it comes to entering the workplace and what they offer to. To the, to the workforce. And they do hold a lot of value, but not every service member has a college degree. Not every service member has the certifications. And in some of these job announcements, I see that they want unicorns of, you know, minimum of this many years of experience. And we have we have more service members now transitioning out before retirement. So they don't have the 10 to 20 years of experience but they did raise the right hand to serve. And I think it's just so important, not just for them, but even the spouses, the military spouse and the military child to just be there for the entire military family as they're transitioning into this space. And again, just that sense of purpose. I mean, to not be able to put food on the table for your family for something that was secure because the military took care of that. The military took care of our moves. They took care of so much for us that we hang up that uniform 
we can definitely feel lost. So yeah. again, I think it's just something that we we just need to support more and the leadership that's still in the military needs to be able to step it up and support. I just saw the Navy came out with a new policy on SkillBridge. I mean, it's just, you know, and, and some would argue enough for the better. I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna comment on it. But with regards to the transition, to just know that, to look at the folks who have already transitioned out, don't just take your only advice from those still serving and those still serving the senior leaders need to know that this is such a critical point for service members as they enter in and become veteran. That D214 in hand, we got to be there to support. Oh my gosh, you, you, exactly. And that honestly, what you said is like the second half of MWC. It's mm-hmm. mentorship, it's empowerment, it's networking, it's making sure that our veterans, and yes, I know it says Military Women's Collective, but I'm, I'm going to help everyone that I can. You know, mm. I, I, I don't want, and I know Mary-Kate feels the same way. We don't want to lose any more of our brothers and sisters. And Scott, right. I know you feel that way too. You know, we don't want to lose any more of our brothers and sisters. We don't want any more people ending up, you know, living in their cars or on the streets. It's, we, we, ha- we can do, everyone can do better. something. We can all do more. And yeah. that is what, I think that's, you know, Mary-Kate, that's our purpose, right? Is to, be of service to other people, especially those in the in the military community, to to make sure that that they transition out of the military and find purpose and and a meaningful career that right. that makes sense to them, and find volunteer opportunities where they can give back and pay it forward. You know the way. Like I pay it forward to, to Mary Kate. Mary Kate pays it forward to Scott. Scott pays it forward to whoever, you know? Like it just keeps going. It's a it's a never ending, it's a legacy. That's yeah. what I'm trying to build. And I know she is too. Love that. Love that. Okay. I want so Gloria Mar is ready to go. Sign her up. Marina, I'm not sure if I can be of any help, but I'm in Southern California, St. Pedro. And I work at Los Angeles Space Force Base. That's cool. Let's connect. Gloria Mar, wonderful. And Room Bazai. I think I got that right. I think if I got it wrong, my apologies. Wants to apply for the Hoover program as well. So maybe we can drop a link to that and we'll get them signed up as well. Yes. All right. So Mary-Kate and Marina, thank you all both for sharing so much, so much more to what we owe our veterans than just healthcare or just a, a good job. There's so much more to the equation and their families. Upskilling. Yeah, but just the upskilling piece is so important. Yeah. You know, I just saw it. Lori Mar has her PMP. You know, that's what we do, just helping folks. You know, how ironic. I work here at the Project Management Institute, but we're just really helping the upskilling piece. And that's why I just keep saying that driving factor is so much more than just getting these veterans employment. It is helping them have a sense of purpose again. And that's why even before they transition, I'm such a big proponent of volunteer work. That's how I met Marina. We were still on active duty and we both started volunteering countless hours of volunteer work, but it helped us with the upskilling from doing something completely different, pivoting from what we were doing, what the military trainers do, and it helped us find a voice. Somebody just told me yesterday about how I have a very solid elevator pitch. They're like, Ricky, your elevator pitch is really good. And I'm like, I've been saying that pitch over and over. Now, granted, you have to refine that thing, but it just, it's so important to, to just say your name out loud, say who you are, what you stand for, and then people yes. who you've never even met will continue to advocate for you and send you all those opportunities your way. 
I love it. So raise your hand and volunteer to our listeners out there. It pays off. It pays <laughs> off. Okay. And if you're looking for great places to volunteer, you can check out uh, Marina and Mary Kate's respective organizations. So more on that in just a second. I promise. I must have done a lot. All right. I want to shift gears because it is, let's see, March. We celebrate women and women's history and their contributions all year long. But I, I really like March, how it's a targeted, you know, you, you can put a little extra focus on, on what we all really got to do and got to celebrate. So as I segue into this, I want to bring up this little image here. These are my daughters. It's why I oh, exist oh. and jump out of bed every day. But we published a, with that said, a LinkedIn newsletter last Saturday focused on National Women's History Month. It's, it's Genesis some of our programming related to folks breaking barriers and, and whatnot. So y'all check that out. I think we're going to drop a link to that in the chat. But National Women's History Month means a lot of different things, a lot of different folks. But what at its core, maybe undeniable, inarguable, are those folks like Sergeant Vasquez, I just mentioned on the, on the front end, those nice. women that inspire others, that serve, that bust down those barriers, that impact so many. We probably, all three of us have a long, long list. But Mary-Kate, circling back with you, what is, what is one or two women that really profoundly shaped your journey? Don't steal nice mine. Marina. <laughs> Marina says, don't steal hers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And, and is just in the transition space, Scott? Or? Well, your pick. Your pick. Oh, gosh. Well, Marina, definitely for the, the transition space. And, and, and I just know this because I can't count how many times that I've picked up the phone and actually just just cry. <laughs> Marina, you know, I think there's like this exterior of, of toughness and we've got it figured out, but just being able to find somebody else who understands where you're coming from, is just so important and be able to have that touch point of your tight circle of those, whether they're veterans or not. So definitely in the transition space, Marina, you know, and I met her through, through Ryan Arrington and through, you know, like even folks like Herb Thompson, I was like, Annie Brooks, oh my gosh, she's going to have me name all this. But, you know, just early on in my career, I I got a lot of inspiration from like my dad who served, granted he was Navy, but <laughs> makes the oh. December a games very interesting, football game very interesting. But yeah, I, him and seeing the fellowship of, of his friends growing up was something that really inspired me and I continued to like touch point. My uncle was career air. Um, so coming from a, a family and I, and I got actually in the walls and in front of me, like my, my great grandfather's Navy certificate when he, he crossed the line, you know, on his ship. And it's just something that is, is a legacy for me. My grandfather served Navy. And so I think just having the mentorship of just my family that I know is not going to go anywhere has been, has been inspiring. And surprisingly, the toughest mentors I've had in service were actually women. And they were harder on me <laughs> than any male leader that I ever... But it was something that really just helped me push me to the, the next level. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And then we should... The, the obligatory disclaimer on the front end, anytime you ask these kind of questions, is look, there's thousands of people that we want to recognize. But yeah. calling just a couple of names, we won't leave anyone off. So Mary Kate, we all have been there with that struggle because it's like it's like thanking people in front of others. <laughs> you don't name yeah, names like, because you know you're gonna leave like, people oh, off. Oh gosh, I'm gonna leave somebody out. And I and I I sort of did that plug just knowing that those are ones that Marina's probably gonna name too. But you know, just <laughs> a jab at her. So I, I, yeah, I can't wait to hear Marina's list because I'm sure it's an extension of mine. <laughs> so Marina, pressure's on. Who's a couple folks you'd love to to call out? Well, of course, 
the way that the Mary Kate mentioned me, I'm going to mention her because she is an inspiration mm. to me. Like every time I I see her, she's she's doing something amazing for for the the military and veteran community. With that, I would have to add all the other ladies that are part of our um, our crew. Yes, we are Wonder Women. That's our friends, Cindy Palmer, Martha Foss, Summer McAfee, Leslie Coffee. Who am I forgetting? Cindy, did I say Cindy Palmer? We're yet? literally in a yeah. chat group, Scott. Like we literally talk like almost every day. Yeah. So there's like no way to just narrow one. Like you just say collectively the Wonder Women. I always think we really like, Norris. I mean, <laughs> I could see we joke about that. I was like, I could totally see us being like in the Golden Girls or Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wars. really, so like all of us with our personalities, like, different yeah. branches of service, and we yep. just get along so well. Military spouses, non-military. I mean, but we're all connected because we all want to give back mm. to to this community. You know, and I mean, of course, I would say somebody like RBJ or RBJ, RBG, you know, with Bader Ginsburg. I mean, amazing. Scott. (laughs) I think uh, speaking of RBG, there's several outstanding documentaries on Netflix and Hulu and elsewhere. If you hadn't checked that out, you must. It is it should be required (laughs) consumption. But Marina, who else? I don't want to short circuit your oh, list. Oh gosh! There's, there's and so and hey, can I get an invitation to be part of the? Was it the Wonder Wonder, the Wonder Women Women <laughs> Wonder Women. Yeah, honor, the outfit. No, I'm just kidding. I don't um, know. Scott can keep up with all the memes we got going on in there. For real, but, right? It is ridiculous. <laughs> the meme um, game's strong, Scott. <laughs> so gosh, I mean, there, there's just so many. There's so many women out there. I mean, Mary Kate mentioned Annie from Leader Transition Institute. I mean, all the amazing ladies that work at the Commit Foundation, all the wonderful women that I work with also at Four Block. I mean, you have some just mind-bogglingly amazing people on on LinkedIn that, I mean, there's just, I, I don't even know how to, how to say all the different names because there's like thousands. Yes. You know, I mean. Well. It's great. So, I agree too. Mary Kate and Marina, thank y'all for for sharing. Because as we know, you know, that's why it's good to have this month, right? While we celebrate these folks that you mentioned and many others throughout history and what they do and what they've had to fight against, right? All year long, man, to to take a moment when it's really, you know, a designated month, I I think, I've always thought that it, it, it prompts many, myself included, do a little extra research, especially if you create content around those focus areas, you know. Uh, uh, so I think that there's a lot of value there. So Marina, Mary-Kate, thank you for sharing to you both. And now we're going to get into one of my favorite parts because as I share on the front end, we're big fans of what both of you are doing, all the good you're doing for others in our veteran community and elsewhere. And I want to start with Marina, the Military Women's Collective. And I've got, I think I I stole this graphic from y'all's website here. So tell us what what's at the core of what you do and how can folks support? What is at the core of what we do? Well, it's twofold. The core of what we do is to to assist active duty women transitioning out of the military uh, to make sure that you know they don't end up being one of the homeless or food insecure women veterans that I'm trying to help on the 
on the other side. Because that's it's just it's just so important to make sure that that people, you know, understand that there's so many different avenues when you're getting out of the military. You don't have to. Everybody doesn't have to do, you know, program management or <laughs> or whatever it is. You know, it's it, you know, it, there are there's so many different. Yeah, I know you're just German, but. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I guess I was probably not the one I should have said, but, but, you know, a lot of people think that they have to stay with the exact MOS or NEC or AFSC, AFRC, no, I forgot what it's called. AFSC, that's right. I did it right. Air Force Specialty Code, that's right. There you go. Any, any of those, you don't have to stay with that. You can chip it. Right. And, and do whatever's in your heart, you know, like I, what I do feeds my soul. And, and I am so blessed by the fact that I get to do this every day, work with, you know, to help make sure people are successful when they get out of the military. And if they have fallen on hard times, I'm also there to assist them with you know, food and, and, and hygiene products. Yes, of course, we're always wanting to accept donations because we, there's so many more things I want to do with, with Military Women's Collective, like do retreats and things like that for, for veteran women. So yes, there's just the website, check it out. If you have yep. questions, you know, message us on the chat and somebody will get with you. Wonderful. Militarywomenscollective.org. I appreciate you sharing. I know it sounds, you're moving the needle in a variety of ways and folks can go there to learn more and volunteer, donate, learn more, yes, you name absolutely. it. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Marina. And, and, and I appreciate, by the way, what you're doing um, in general outside of that for our veteran community and of course, veteran voices. So it's been neat to see you and Mary Kate really lift up these important interviews and conversations. Mary Kate, Let's talk about the Guam Human Rights Initiative. I've really enjoyed, you know, I've kind of, I've enjoyed our, some of our conversations behind, you know, kind of private conversations as you've kind of, you and your, your colleague have formed it and built it. And I've seen the passion come out and your as you talk about it. So, so please share with the rest of, of, of our community here what you're doing with Guam Human Rights Initiative and how folks can, can take part. Yes, Scott. You know, I was like, what's the longest name that we could possibly pick for it? <laughs> so that everybody stumbles on it when they try to say it. It's mine. Like, <laughs> no, sorry, women's collective. That's the longest form. No, and I just say that I know we're talking about military, you know, Women's History Month, and I was shouting out some of the, you know, male mentors too, but it's because I've had so many male allies as well as, as women allies, or male allies as well as women mentors in this space, uh, veterans, spouses in this community that have really helped support me. And again, shout out to Lift Your Face because if he's listening, I don't shout him out. Big no-no. But the Guam Human Rights Initiative, co-founded with my dearest friend, Erica Anderson, who's now Dr. Erica Anderson, and is a collaborative research organization where we realized that in speaking with stakeholders at the grassroots, grassroots level in Guam, in Micronesia, that they were lacking significant data to address human rights issues. So we decided that with the Guam Human Rights Initiative, that we were going to empower the graduate level students, the next generation, to tackle and address some of these human rights issues impacting Guam and the region through research. 
So we ended up hosting a conference last year that w- actually was attended by the Governor Guam, our first female governor, Lulian Gro. And we also had the former Attorney General Alicia Limtiaco, who's a big mentor of ours as well, so new board member. We had, you know, the Speaker of the Legislature, Dr. Nita Enriquez, Vice, Vice Provost of the University of Guam attend, former Congressman. And Dr. Connelly Rice also provided a pre-recorded video for the conference last year on human trafficking in Guam and the region. So I know people, many people think that because I'm passionate about addressing and addressing human trafficking, specifically sex trafficking, it's not just the only thing that's impacting Guam in the region. So a lot of times Guam is left off the map, left off out of conversations because we're a U.S. territory, not a state. So being able to amplify Chamorros and you may have seen, you know, on on a celebrating on Women's Day, International Women's Day, that I was celebrating all Chamorro women because many don't even know that we exist. Mm. So here you go. If you've never met one, here I am. But just being able to have that legacy of, of women, strong women who have come before me, so inspiring. And the fact that, you know, my co-founder were both women, both went the graduates of the University of Guam and we're just making things happen. So we just we really encourage, you know, if you want to support us, we want we're playing we're hosting annual conferences to bring stakeholders and leaders together to talk about these issues. And each year is a different topic to help support and continue the conversation going. And then again, we're looking to to amplify have more training, more awareness, outreach, speaking engagements, not just in Guam and the region, but also here in the U.S. mainland and research opportunities for our youth. Love that. Folks, we've dropped a link to the website there, guamhri.org. And that image, man, when I landed on this earlier, it just, just the imagery you've gotten in, in a variety of pictures on the site. So just, relaxing. Yes. No kidding. Have you been to Guam, Scott? Because I have, and it is gorgeous. I have not been to Guam yet, Marina, but you've been. I have. Yeah. I I, I zip lined at the. I mean, I know Mary Kate's going to know exactly what I'm talking about at the at the Hilton in Timon Bay. There is a zip line. You can go straight through all the trees, right to the to the water. You got to get you out there, Scott. Marina's been out all over the place. But even if you go on that website, like on our our gallery has like all the. Photo, photos from our conference and just some of the outreach work that we've been doing as well. But it really is to help because what is everybody lacking is is research and and you know grants want research, local leaders want research to help with their decision making process. And so a lot of times when it comes to scholarly work on Guam, it's just very limited. So just being able to to support us to support Guam and Micronesia is just really incredible. So grateful, Scott. Thank you. Well, I'd love to visit Guam, but make no mistake about it. Me and scholarly work do not, will never be confused. So I'm happy to help support and love to visit. But but most, kidding aside, most importantly, I really admire what y'all both are doing. You know, tell us, talk, talking to our team, we, we meet every Friday at 10 a.m. And I, I got to go back and find, someone on season two told me, and it really, shame on me, because I'd never really thought about what you shared. I think, Mary-Kate, that and you hang up the uniform, but so many veterans, they keep on serving. They just keep on serving. It just looks different, right? And and, yes. and the mission's different. And it's so very true. And both of y'all epitomize that. So I appreciate what y'all do. Folks, make sure at, at, a, at a bare bones minimum, make sure you connect with Marina and Mary-Kate on LinkedIn. But check out their Love. sites. See how y'all can get involved and support from afar or, or like Glormar said right there. You know, same coast, maybe not. How far away are you? Do you think you're from 
saying San Pedro Marina? If you had just a guess. Yeah. A couple hours? I, I don't even know where. I'm not natively from California. Oh, so, okay. Uh, Something like that. Just, how about that? It's a small that, state, right? <laughs> it's a big state. state. I don't know. <laughs> it's a it's state. Uh, we, maybe we'll see let, if Catherine... See. Or, let, me, let me look it up. Let me know. You know how I do, right? <laughs> Okay. All right. So we're, I'm, I'm in the D.C. area, so I know it's like the Guam Human Rights Initiative, but that's what we love about what we're doing is we're collaborating with other scholars and other researchers, data scientists from other parts of the world, too. So really just a collective to just get Guam on the map, get Chamorros a seat at the table and just continue to have these conversations to try to address these issues at the grassroots level. So oh, I'm I always guess. open to collaborations. You can know nothing about Guam. You can have never been there. But I would love to collaborate and see, you know, see how we can support one another. Love that. All right, Marina. I think we'll, Lorimar is right. It's about two hours. To, it's it's by Long Beach and mm. like the USS Iowa kind of area. So, yeah. So it's, to our students at home, if you have any multiple choice tests or any algebra tests no and you have no clue what the answer is going to be, go with two hours because that is just about the universal answer to everything. Um, all right, so <laughs> Marina and Mary-Kate. And by the way, thanks to everyone for showing up. Big thanks to Amanda and Catherine behind the scenes helping to make production happen. We really appreciate that. Let's make sure folks know how to connect with you both. You know, I don't have a day on LinkedIn. I don't see really cool content coming from y'all both. And, and of course, you both, both are big believers in building, you know, meaningful villages and communities. Uh, y'all, we had a little fun earlier with the Wonder Women. I, I can just picture the Hall of Justice that y'all might have and, and meet at and stuff. Oh, we but, need the Bengal bracelets. But uh, yes, we were both connecting this. I think, Scott, we told you that on a previous episode that Marine and I, our, our top gal strength when we are transitioning is, is connectedness and just that yep. sense of feeling that we are all connected in one way or another. So whether it's paying it forward or reaching back and pulling others ahead that, you know, it's just, it interwoven and how small this world is when you start to really dig deep into how you know people. Exactly. So true. I completely agree with you. In the world, despite how large and vast it is, it's a tiny place. And there's a, there's a, um, I think it's called the pale blue dot. It's a famous image of one of the Voyager spacecraft when it's billions of miles away. And, and it takes a reverse image of the Milky Way. And it's in mm-hmm. and, and all of this vast expanse, this tiny little dot is Earth. And man, if that doesn't make you feel incredibly small and make you think how small the world is, and I'm not sure you better check your pulse. But all right, so we dropped the LinkedIn for both Marina and Mary Kate. But let's give a chance. Uh, Marina, how can folks, what's the easiest, best way for folks to connect with you? Oof, with me, I would say LinkedIn or when you get on the website, drop a chat and Myself or somebody on my team will will chat with you on there. Excellent, excellent. You got a great board. I, I saw your some of those profiles. Man, you're building quite quite an organization over there. And Mary Kate, you mentioned beyond your colleague's name, the doctor Erica Anderson. Yes, Doctor Erica Anderson, and you're building out an incredible board as well. How can folks connect with you, Mary Kate? Yes, yeah, so definitely on LinkedIn, or you can connect if you write us at uh, mksoliva at guamhri.org. We're right on our website as well. You can fill out the contact for more information and one, either Erica or I will write you directly. So awesome. easy peasy. I, I didn't that. give my email address because it's like as long as the screen is wide. I know, so I'm going like, to name all the letters mksoliva at <laughs> I wish I could have done like mwc.org, but it was not available. So. Well, hey, 
hit connect on the site, chat, LinkedIn, you name it. And if you have any problems connecting with Mary Kate and Marina, reach out to us. We'll make sure the connection happens. But folks, as we start to wrap, big thanks to both Marina Rabinick. Thank you so much for joining today. And you bet. Hope you feel better. I'm not sure if y'all... So here in the States, it's pollen. So I'm, I think I'm an octave or two lower than I typically am because pollen season is hit early. So I hope you continue to feel better. Uh, otherwise, we'll have to do like a, a, a duet song, you know, like from the 50s because oh, our, our voices sound so much better. Right now, I think you and I have the same octave level. Because, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I was last, like last on Saturday, I just started getting, I don't know, Today is like one of the best days out of that whole. Are we gonna start harmonizing right now? Yes. No. We'll save. We wanna. We wanna protect the audience. But I hope you feel better, Marina and Mary Kate. Always a pleasure. Thanks for doing what you do and being a part of the conversation here today. Thank you so much, Scott. You know, if our listeners don't know, Veteran Voices started with you, Scott. So just the fact of what you created and it's just made it easy peasy for me to keep keep a sky. You know beyond the sky's the limit, but just continuing in this opportunity. Thank you so much for having me. And again, you know, just to be able to, I, I have to leave everybody with the one thing that Mike Stedman said to me recently and with that episode too, is when he started in the space as a veteranpreneur in the nonprofit space, he even told us that he wasn't looking to engage the veteran community, but it was the veteran community that really were like the first ones that were supporting him and the first ones that were donating. and lending a helping hand. And so to, even if you're not that place yet where you feel like you identify as a veteran, you may not identify as a veteran, but the veteran network is so powerful. It is so strong and is endless. And so just knowing that you are not alone and there are people who have already created the wheel and you can just pivot a little bit left, a little bit right and create something new and beautiful, Mm. wonderful. And you've got your veteran network there to help you. So. Amen. And and I have to shout out Scott and Amanda and Patherin, you know, that those awesome ladies are behind the scenes right now. But Veteran Voices awesome. and Supply Chain now, y'all do so much mm. for for the military and the, you know, the supply chain community. And I'm just really honored and thankful to be, you know, partnered and associated and collaborating with you. Well, yes. and vice versa. Thank you to you both. And, and you know, we all know, and we'll wrap here and thanks everybody that joined us. We've got such a debt. To, to pay back and lift lift folks up, help folks along the way. We've all could probably talk for hours about if it's not you know different elements of our journey, the folks we know, good things and bad things, and man, it, just, it brings clarity to what we've got to do, right? And 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 what we're called to do and what we owe to be done. So anyway, thank you, Marina. Thank you, Mary Kate. Big thanks everybody that joined us here today, folks. Do what, jump in, jump into this mission on on some level. And if it's not with the folks here, find a way to give back and help out because there's lots of need out there. And it's about taking action. These not words. On that note, on behalf of our entire team here at Supply Chain, now Scott Luton challenging you to do good, give forward, and to be the change. We'll see you next time right back here on Supply Chain Now and Better Voices. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend.